This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, January 7th, 2018. The Gospel is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 7 through 11. The message is by Father Shane Tucker. Church family. It's good to be back, and it's good to be back to stay. So thank you so much for um, your generous reception. <laughs> thank you. My uh, family and I were very humbled by your, your reception of us and your generosity and your help in moving at a, a season that wouldn't be so easy to typically make a move, um, braving the cold and uh, getting a 26-foot truck unloaded in two hours, I was blown away. So you guys are amazing. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so this weekend marks uh, Epiphany in the church calendar, as many of you are aware. Uh, some of you might have heard that Christy and I am spent 11 years in the UK and Ireland, three children here being born there. In fact, I just found out last service, somebody who had visited Ireland, it was um, Gary and Susan Somerville, Somerville, is that right? Actually spent time, I didn't tell you this, Christy, in Ballinasloe where Keeley was born, which is a nowhere town really, but it's amazing because she was born there and they visited too. So it's in the middle of Galway, County Galway. So amazing. Um, but yes, while we were there, um, we had opportunity obviously to learn lots of things we didn't know previously. And we found out that in the UK and Ireland, Epiphany, January 6th, uh, is known as Little Christmas. Has anybody heard that before? Okay, a couple people. Now, I didn't hear the reason why, but I'm going to make a guess at why it might be called Little Christmas. I think it may be a reference to the fact that at Christmas proper, Jesus came as God's gift uh, to the nation of Israel, if you will, obviously ultimately to all of us, but specifically at Epiphany, known as Little Christmas, it marked God giving of himself or revelation of himself to the nations with the Magi, the wise men coming from traditionally three different cultures, if you will, and um, adoring Christ, the newborn king. So it's another Christmas, God's gift, if you will, to the nation of Israel at Christmas proper, a little Christmas signifying God's gift to the whole world, um, to the Gentiles, which is a good thing, because I, I think most of us probably fit in that category here. So, um, so that's just my guess. But no doubt you're familiar with Epiphany as it um, has been traditionally known. And just in case, I'd like to recap a couple of things and maybe mention a few things um, as well about it you maybe had not heard. Of course, it's when the wise men or the magi came to adore Jesus, the newborn king. And we have often assumed that there were three wise men who came, probably because there are three gifts mentioned, gold, Frankincense, myrrh, all right? Um, we've come to believe that there were three wise men, but in fact, the scriptures don't specifically state how many were there, interestingly enough. We've also assumed from uh, scripture probably that the wise men arrived immediately following the birth of Jesus. 
and it would be an easy mistake to make because in our manger scenes around Christmas, we often see them placed right there, adoring the Christ child along with the shepherds who had just enjoyed a giant choir of angels in the field um, and the Holy Family. So um, it's an easy mistake to make, uh, but we don't know for sure. Some scholars believe that they may have arrived as many as two years after the birth of Jesus as they followed the star to locate where he had been born and where he was then when they found him. Now, as we explore some of the scriptures that we've heard this morning, some of the others from our readings um, as well uh, that we hadn't heard yet, um, we are going to have an opportunity just to see how loving and how gracious and faithful our God really is. And we see this reality, of course, through the scriptures, and we also have opportunity to see it in our own lives if we have eyes to see. Now, way before Jesus' birth, 700 years in fact, God announced his plan to draw all of mankind, all people, to himself by sending his only son to restore us to relationship with him. All right? Uh, The prophet Isaiah spoke of it in chapter 42, which is one of our readings this week, and I'll read it in its entirety. He says this, 42 verse 1, Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit Upon him, and he will bring forth justice to the nations. And he will not cry aloud or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint or be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth. And the coastlands wait for his law. Thus says the Lord God who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath breath to the people on it and the spirit to those who walk in it. He says this, I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon. My... uh, And from the prison, those who sit in darkness, I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. And this finally in verse 9 is is wonderful. He says, Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Thanks be to God for the new thing he has done in Christ and for the new things he continues to do in our midst. So God announced this new thing he planned to do through, uh, he planned to do through the prophet Isaiah 700 years before it happened. His words gave hope and strength to all who hung on them as they waited for their God to make good on his promise to them. Has anybody waited 700 years for anything? Probably not quite. Uh, not quite in here. Um, but there is a question. We, well, we all have waited. We've been in seasons of waiting. Question, though, when have you seen God do a new thing? When have you been aware that he is doing a new thing in your own lives? Or maybe you have yet to see it, something you're praying for and asking him for. So our lives are punctuated by seasons of waiting. It's a normal part of our existence. It's something we all go through. It's during these times that we'll face a decision. We'll face a decision uh, to wait for our Father to act when the time is right, which is largely unknown to us, or a decision to attempt to make something happen in our own strength. Now, as Abraham knew well, and many of us here this morning 
who are older could tell you. Uh, bending time to suit our own needs often doesn't work out so well. <laughs> I know that personally myself. Um, like a child in the womb, if we submit to God's timing in the whole process he's bringing us through, we'll be shaped and we'll be molded personally more into the likeness of his son as we walk with him. In a sense, we'll be knit together, just like a child in the womb, in those darker and more difficult seasons of waiting in our lives. God's still at work. You might not be able to see it so clearly or so readily, but he's at work, just like a baby forming in the womb. Like we're waiting right now, too, for a little man to uh, join our family next month, God willing. And when the fullness of time arrives... We're ready to meet it if we submit to God's timing and his work in our lives. So the past seven and a half years for my family, um, since we left the Republic of Ireland and moved back to the States, um, have been a time of waiting and preparation, particularly for Christy and I, I believe, although I'm sure the kids have felt it too at times. Um, It's even felt like a season, if I could say this, of wandering in the wilderness a little bit. (laughs) Um, You may have experienced some of that yourself or might find yourself there even today. Since our re-entry into American culture in 2010, um, we've sought God and we've asked what he would like us to be about while we're here. And we've also asked him to establish us as a family. Uh, But it's felt like a long time in asking, to be honest. Um, Just like the Israelites in the desert, the Lord has protected and provided for us during the season, but we never really felt at home in many ways where we have been the last seven and a half years. Uh, Much like those wandering in wild spaces to a degree. Have you ever experienced a season like this in your own life? I'm sure if I asked, you would all have something to share. Um, A similar experience maybe. And then, and I love this, whenever I read it in the scriptures or elsewhere, all of a sudden, great phrase, all of a sudden. Remember in Isaiah, we just heard, behold, I'm doing a new thing. It reminds me, every time I see that, God does new things, all right? Then all of a sudden, in the middle of last year, 2017, things started to happen. We found out, firstly, that we were pregnant with our fourth child at 42. How crazy is that, right? (laughs) Uh, It's good. Um, So uh, we also began a conversation with this parish about the possibility of partnering with you in ministry, what God's doing in our midst and in this community. God also brought more opportunities to serve others through the nonprofit that we started in 2010 called Soul Friend, which is a ministry of uh, pastoral care and spiritual direction. And then uh, when the door opened, God provided a way for us to come and to join this church family in our own hometown. How crazy, but wonderful is that. Um, and it's something that for seven years I worked and I prayed for something to happen. And I waited impatiently, if I'm being honest at times, and trying things in my own strength um, that didn't always turn out so well. And then finally, when the time was ripe, he did it. He did it. And it was good. And we're grateful to be here with you. The circumstances were different, but the struggle was the same. While the children of Israel waited for their God to make good on his 700-year-old promise. Thankfully, I didn't have to wait 700 years, just seven Um, And at times, the waiting might have been so painful that they gave way to the temptation to act in their own strength, um, on their own behalf. 
When we do the same, the outcome is seldom what we desire, and we're usually worse off for it. But when the time is ripe, John mentions in the Gospels, in verse 9 of chapter 1, the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, he gave the right, uh, sorry, to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. What a great gift. What a generous gift of our Father. And then when Jesus arrived on the scene, the apostle Mark said of Jesus, and he preached saying, after me comes he who is mightier than I, as we read this morning, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Greater gifts, greater things God is doing. And what about those who first saw God's loving faithfulness at work upon meeting Jesus? Personally, what of them? Our church's namesake, St. Andrew, um, after meeting Jesus, it says this in the scriptures, he first found his own brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which means the Christ, the anointed one. And then he brought him to Jesus. If today, sitting here this morning, you find yourself a Christian, somebody who looks to Jesus in faith and trust, believing all he said and all he did, do you remember the first time you really encountered him? Do you remember the first time that you became aware of who he is and what he's capable of? Might be a long time ago, like for me. <laughs> the first time. How did you respond in that, those first encounter, meaningful encounter with him? Well, it was only about two miles from here as the crow flies uh, from this very spot that I was introduced to Jesus in 1987. And I did have a full head of hair then, I promise. I did. Um, and I was like so many living in this affluent and growing area, although it was nowhere near like this back then. Um, it's grown a lot since then. I was like a lot of people. I was lost, and I was wandering um, in the dark, making poor choices, partly from a childhood that was somewhat traumatic. Then I met Jesus Christ. Um, somebody invited me to come to church. I didn't want to. I blew him off at home. A six-foot-four youth pastor came to my house and, named Bobby, and he, uh, he invited me to go to church, and my mother had him come, of course. And I, I was looking at my Halloween costume. I showed him a Halloween costume, and I, and, and I sent him on his way. I said, I don't have to, I don't, I'm never going to see that guy again. But my mother, um, being a loving and dutiful mother, who had been attending a church not far from here, um, took me to a Wednesday service with her. And while we were there, I was weirded out, to be honest. Uh, people were actually not only standing, they were clapping. And some people were uh, having banners in the front. There was a 74-year-old guy with a, a banner that said, praise the Lord, dancing up in the front, you know? I was, I was like, what's going on? And uh, as we left, I was in a hurry to get out of there. And... Um, we were going out to the parking lot, and we had to pass a little doorway, and 
my mother, who knew the youth ministry was happening inside there, told me I had to walk past the door and look in before we could leave. And I looked at her, and she gave me the look only a mother can give you. You're going to do this. I was like, ugh. So I went past the door really quickly, a normal-sized doorway. Didn't stop. Walked right past and said, come on. And then inside, I hear the voice of the six-foot-four youth pastor come to my house. He says, hey, Shane, why don't you come on in here? And I looked at my mom, and she goes, you know. <laughs> I go, oh. So I went in, and for me, I remember, I don't remember much from the night. I remember, though, that everyone was singing. I remember also that they seemed to be singing for the same reason. There was a purpose in it. It was heartfelt for them. Even if some were standing, some were clapping, some were sitting, they were in unison. Their hearts were united. And I remember people coming up to me and asking my name and where I was from, what school I went to. And I was like, why are these people so nice? Like, what is going on here? Um, But I kept coming back, mostly because of all I told you. Truthfully, also, there were some nice-looking girls there, too. So... (laughs) Uh, but I kept coming back, and eventually I was asked uh, if I wanted to walk with Jesus. And um, I have to tell you, I had no idea what was about to happen. But I am grateful, very grateful, um, because, um, you know, even though you might not know what's about to happen with your life when you say yes to Jesus, we know we're in his good care I had no idea about the plans he had for me. I had no idea about the plans he had hoped to accomplish through me in this world. And truth be told, if you have met Jesus personally too, you also had no idea. And the good news is we still don't know. There's far more yet to come um, because Jesus is still at work in our lives and still leading us on. I can say this though, I really believe wholeheartedly that with him in the lead, the best is always yet to come, no matter what season of life that we're in. So just as the wise men visit with Jesus at Epiphany was a sign of God drawing the nations to himself in Christ, so we too here at St. Andrews have been positioned in a place to reach many with the forgiveness and the love, the freedom and peace and hope that walking with God affords. And like St. Andrew, we can simply bring people to meet Jesus, just simply by sharing our story with him, what we know of him, how he's revealed himself to us, um, what is said of him in the scriptures, sharing your own experience, your own journey. At Epiphany, we're reminded of three things, I think, through our scriptures today. We're reminded that God's love and faithfulness cause him to act on behalf of his people and all creation. It's because of his love and faithfulness. He wants to act to do good to us. We've seen his heart clearly expressed to us in this world in Jesus, all he said and all he did. If you ever are wondering where you stand with the Father, all you have to do is look at Jesus. That's it. And you know his heart for you. Second thing we learn from Epiphany is that God's love and faithfulness are for all who will receive him in Jesus Christ. He's reaching out to the whole world um, through his son Christ. Thirdly, something we can take home from Epiphany is that the people of God That's you and I. In Ireland, we call that the day. the people of God, the Gaelic, um, are always within the purposes of God. People of God are always within the purposes of God, the missio day, as we follow Jesus and lean on the Holy Spirit's power in our lives. You'll always find yourself right in the middle of what God's doing if you follow Jesus and lean on the Holy Spirit's power. So, as I finish up, the Spirit inspiring us, I'd like to leave you with three things uh, for us to consider this week. One thing to ponder in your heads, 
one thing to practice with your hands, and one thing that we can pray from our hearts, all right? The first, the thing I'd like to invite us all, myself included, to ponder in our heads is, where is God at work right now? Where do you see signs of him at work? In your life, maybe in people's lives around you, work, home, school, um, this community, around the world, where are you seeing him at work? Oftentimes, when we notice, that can be an invitation for us to join him in that work, even through prayer and beginning there. All right, so ponder this in your head this week. Where is God at work? Second, something to practice with our hands. In the spirit of epiphany, God revealing himself to the nations, um, I want to encourage each one of us to look for ways we can extend some radical hospitality. That's the generosity of God. Radical hospitality of our Father to those around you this week in some way. Now, it might be a text. It might be a call. It might be an invitation to coffee. It might even be an invitation to share a meal in your home, which is the most sacred of ways to extend hospitality to somebody. Um, it might be somebody that you know or don't know very well at all. But in some way, it's something we can practice in the spirit of epiphany and ultimately the heart of our Father to extend some radical hospitality. And then thirdly, something we could pray from our heart. I want to encourage us all, myself included, to ask the Lord for opportunities this week to join Him in reaching our community that we live in, wherever you call home, and the nations with the good news that our Father has come to us in Christ. He's extended His heart to us in Jesus and invites us all to come home to Him. So those are three things. Ponder your head, practice your hand, and pray from your heart. Would you pray with me, please? Father God, I thank you that you have drawn us home to yourself, your heart in Jesus, that we can look to him and see your heart clearly expressed for us in your world. And at Epiphany too, it's not just for the nation of Israel, you've uh, drawn us home, all of us, the nations, Lord, to you and Jesus. We thank you for your word, we thank you for your spirit at work. Help us to have eyes to see and ears to hear to join you in it here and now. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. You have been listening to Come and See. Come and See is a production of St. Andrew's Church in Lewis Center, Ohio. St. Andrew's is also available online at www.standrewspolaris.org. Please join us again when we invite you to Come and See.